successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello everybody and welcome to the Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill. You've joined us on KMBZ 980 AM if we're also on podcast networks throughout the world. And uh, on my website at grillnationshow.com, we are going to have a fabulous show today. Uh, it's going to be a, a lot of really good information. Uh, very excited about it. Um, we are joined today by Logan Freeman, who is the co-founder and a principal at FTW Investments. Their website I'm putting up on the screen right now for those watching us is ftwinvestmentsllc.com backslash real nation. Logan, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Well, I am doing fantastic, Jason. The summer has been very, um, I will say, fruitful for us, not only personally, but uh, professionally as well. Lots of growth happening uh, in our business, but also uh, a lot of growth happening uh, in regards to um, the the people in our business, which I know we spoke about a little bit last time, so I'm excited to to give everybody kind of an update and some new uh, some new initiatives that we've been working on. Yeah, you've been very busy. Um, that was actually one of my questions for you uh, in the show: was uh, what are you most excited about moving forward into the summer, both for you professionally and personally? You know, I think that for us it is twofold. The first being you know, the growth of our, our company and the people that we're starting to have impact on is just so much fun. You know, uh, being a real estate guy and a deals guy for so long and now being in the business of building that business up and seeing people come in and take the reins and really uh, empower them to, to really live in their sweet spot is what I like to say is, is super empowering. And uh, Ray Dalio just recently uh, came out with a new personalities test and I'm a big Ray Dalio fan. And uh, it is called Principles by You. And we have everybody take this uh, kind of assessment. And I realized after I took it that uh, I've got some coach in me and that fills my bucket up. And I never thought I had kind of the coach mentality, so to speak. But that's uh, a lot of fun for me whenever I'm coaching people to be the best version of themselves. And it's, you know, influencing our business. Turns out that's a really win-win situation for me. So that's, a, that's kind of the first uh, thing that I'm very excited about right now. Uh, the second piece is, you know, we're entering into some new markets here in the Midwest, which is very exciting. Uh, the competition has been fierce in Kansas City. Kansas City continues to uh, land on so many different lists of uh, places where people want to move. Affordability is still strong and you can get a great job. So it's attracting all of this talent here to Kansas City, which is exciting, but it's also attracting a lot of investor dollars, which is you know, inflating the the asset prices and we're not willing to pay some of those. So we started to go into some new markets like Des Moines, Iowa uh, and uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. And we're looking at Oklahoma City as well. Uh, so I'm very excited about the growth of the company into some more Midwest markets as well. Very exciting news. Um, I like that you mentioned you're a coach, man. You have kids. So one day uh, I expect you to be coaching them in some kind of athletic activity. 
I would love to do that. And it's all about building a, a business that, that allows you to do that. And so we're very excited about that. And uh, it's fun watching those kids grow up, man. I could definitely use some uh, some coaching principles. If anybody has some uh, that's listening and been in the game for a little bit longer than me, my kids are very young, two and, and 11 months. So I could use some help there. Yeah, summertime is always fun with kids. So uh, that'll yeah. be exciting for you. Um, I want to remind our listeners, you can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. I'm also on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Jason Grill. Uh, Logan, you're very, uh, very active on LinkedIn. I've noticed recently you've uh, you've been posting a lot of like not not just uh, you know strategies and and, uh, and and really great you know commercial real estate and investment information, but also just really good kind of bite-sized takeaways on life, business in general, my friend. Well, thank you. Yeah, you know, for me, it's just sharing what I'm learning and input is one of my top talents. And so I'm always trying to figure out a way that I can teach somebody something. And really, it's selfish for my own uh, for my own self because I, I'm trying to learn these things as well. But I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, very much so. You do a really good job with that. And for that, I want to bring up to our website here is ftwinvestmentsllc.com backslash Grill Nation. Logan, tell tell folks if you go to that website um, what you can expect. I know that uh, talking about great insight and information, you can get a lot of it there. Yeah, so we put together a passive investing roadmap uh, for somebody that, that goes in and checks out that link there. There's uh, an easy download form. And uh, I spent a lot of time trying to unpack what – uh, kind of private equity investments in real estate look like, how they're structured, and what are some of the benefits and things that you should be thinking about. And so that free resource is on the website there. And we've gotten great feedback on that on that resource that a lot of people have taken away uh, good information. So I think it's high quality and we spent a lot of time with that. Very good to hear. Logan Freeman, FTW Investments. Uh, a couple minutes left in our first segment of the show today. Uh, Logan, another thing you do really well is um, – you all put on these just great live streams and great kind of webinars. And I, I attend them as often as I can. Obviously I, you get a lot of great emails from you. Um, and I pull a lot of information from that for our shows. And on today's show, um, kind of give our, our listeners a preview of kind of what we're going to get into. And there's going to be a lot of really good takeaways uh, about investing and about kind of some of the critical mistakes, some of the things people should be doing well, uh, or, or thinking about some problems investors face. Uh, but really, you're going to kind of provide solutions to a lot of these problems and ways people should really think about this on today's show. Yeah, you know, I think there's so much noise out there in the marketplace, Jason. So many new opportunities for investments that many folks are just getting stuck in paralysis by analysis and not taking any action. Uh, they're just keeping in doing what they've done in the past, hoping for a good result. So you know, we put together a, a new training that we're going to be talking about today, and I really think it helps people get a clearer understanding of how their current portfolio is performing and why it might be underperforming or overperforming and how you can build a step-by-step -step action plan to create a portfolio that gets you moving towards your goals. And I think we did a great job of kind of detailing that process, and, and I'm excited to talk about that today. But that's what we're going to dive into, I think, to mostly today. Well, and I'm, I'm going to just put myself out there uh, as somebody that's kind of getting into this. Um, you know, I'm probably one of those dumb people sometimes, Logan, that, um, you know, sees the Elon Musk tweet or the yep. the whatever uh, uh, coming across the stock market uh, or essentially coming across, you know, CNBC or Fox Business. And, I, and I'm like, 
you know, whoa, what's the, what are these meme stocks? What is, what is cryptocurrency? What is Bitcoin? And you kind of get caught up in the moment, but you know, usually that doesn't really work out too well for me. So um, I'm yeah. not one of those people. You, you know, <laughs> here's the thing, Jason, we're all, I mean, we've seen millions and millions of people with free money and free trading platforms now uh, kind of enter the marketplace and, and it's not investing, it's gambling. And uh, we're seeing a lot of speculation happening. And when Elon Musk can send out a tweet and send Dogecoin or cryptocurrencies 30% up or 30% down, you know, that's a gamble. Uh, and, and so anyways, at the end of the day, you know, we try to put a lot of resources and information and content around uh, the difference between investing and tangible assets and speculation. It's going to be a great show today. Great Grill Nation show with Logan Freeman, great collaborator uh, to the Grill Nation show. Joins me uh, every other month. We talk about different topics. Today, you're going to get a lot of really good information and bite-sized, concrete recommendations, essentially on ways that you can think kind of on a a bigger level about becoming a good investor and and, and facing some of the problems that a lot of people face. And and how do you really grow and transform your your portfolio into one that can be successful? You're listening to the Grill Nation show here on 980 a.m. on podcast. We'll be right back after the break. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I appreciate you as always joining us on the radio on KMBZ 980 a.m. We're all over on podcasts, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, also, uh, the website is grillnationshow.com. Very excited to have on. And if you're watching us on live stream or on YouTube, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you like the, uh, the watchability of our show. Uh, Logan Freeman is joining me. He's a co-founder and principal at FTW Investments. Their website is ftwinvestmentsllc.com backslash grillnation for purposes of this show. You get a, uh, Free uh, investor and strategy guide, comprehensive pastor invest, passive investor guide. If you go to ftwinvestmentsllc.com backslash grill nation. Logan, welcome back to the show. I want to start with um, uh, kind of finding out some of the differences in uh, some terminology here. And one thing I read about was about sourcing locally or micro investing. And uh, one of the things that you stated in one of these uh, webinars you did was about how maybe it's not as wise to focus solely on sourcing locally or micro investing in a commercial real real estate sense Uh, and food and food and beverage and whatnot in our local areas are always like farm local, farm to table, local beer, local like local brews. But in in your world, it's not as uh, not as important. Why is that? Well, we always say that there's a difference between living in a money state and living in a deal state. And there's a lot that goes into that. There's legislation, there's tax, you know, policies that uh, are differing between where you live. And most of our investors are living in a state where there's not uh, accessibility to commercial real estate investments, whether that be because of private institutions or foreign dollars driving up the prices of real assets in those markets. So buying a, an asset with you know debt at 3.5% and a cap rate at 4%, there's a very small spread. And so we've seen a, a big migration of investor and VC dollars continuing to chase that yield. And so micro-investing, if you live in California or New York City or 
uh, a number of other states can be very, very difficult to invest in your backyard. So you know, what we've seen is, especially with the, the outset of the Jobs Act of 2012 and social media and the Internet, is the ability for people to look at more of a macro approach and seeing what are the demand drivers in good markets that I should be investing in. So we look at population growth, affordability. We look at job growth, unemployment, that type of uh, drivers that really help investing decisions. And I think investors are now uh, able to access that data through Yardian, CoStar, and all of these different platforms out there that allow them to make decisions uh, based on not where they just live, but where the best investing opportunities are. Uh, so I think we're just trying to make the the differentiation between, you know, just because if you don't live in a state like Missouri or Kansas or Oklahoma, Arkansas, you know, in the Midwest, Texas, we're seeing a lot of dollars flow into Texas. You can still educate yourself through programs like this and connecting with people and make really great investment decisions where you don't live. So essentially a macro approach really maximizes your odds for success. And you didn't mention the Internet, and it's it's really kind of made your world and everyone else's world just completely different. I mean, you can access almost anything now. You know, the internet has a lot of great abilities. And when you use it as a tool for for positivity and productivity, uh, it's very, very beneficial. It's easy to get sucked into uh, chasing speculative, you know, forums and getting into the headlines and, and social media as well can really grab people. But we try to use it as a tool in the toolbox that allows us to make better decisions, investment decisions, uh, and then connecting with people, right? I mean, we are live here on camera and anybody can watch this, which is really exciting. So we've seen yeah. so many people reach out to us, not only from the coast, but from different countries. And that's, you know, that's just blowing my mind is the reach that, uh, uh, that the internet is allowing people to have. And I, I, the last thing I'll say about the internet is, you know, if you are in a, a business or you're uh, trying to grow personally or professionally, really there's no excuses. This is like the best time ever, in my opinion, to be able to level up. Since when could you pull up a little device, you know, that's a little mini computer out of your pocket, ask Siri or ask Google to answer a question and you have it just like that. I mean, 30 years ago, I don't know how much, how many years ago it would be, but 30 years ago, you had to go to the library and get an encyclopedia that maybe be a couple years old to get the best trends and, and what you're going on. And so that's just not the, you know, the, 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 the scenario that we're in right now. And, and Dan Pink said it best. We, we've moved from caveat emptor, which is buyer beware, to caveat venditor. And that's Latin for seller beware, right? And so that's because the information uh, asymmetry is no longer there. It's information parity, and it's all out there for you to to go make uh, great decisions on. Logan Freeman with us, FTW Investments. They help people build generational wealth and passive income to leave a legacy. Uh, FTWinvestmentsllc.com. Logan, uh, I want to talk to you about the funnel, uh, macro to micro investing strategy. Uh, I know there's five, uh, you know, areas to this funnel. Take us through those. I'll bring them up here on the screen in a second. You know, I think that uh, the funnel from, from macro to, to micro, I, I would like to say this, and I hope that these are the same ones that you're talking about, but uh, I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to mention this first before we d dive into these this funnel is you have to build a thesis, an investment thesis, okay? And to build an investment thesis, you start with a market. 
and you look at those demand drivers that we just talked about, net migration patterns, job growth, population growth, and then you have to analyze the current supply and development pipeline as well as the future development and how those are being absorbed into the market. And you need to think through your current government restrictions and on the development and renovation. And you want to see demand increasing and supply growing slowly or it's staying static. And then you got to change your product type or you got to choose your product type rather. And so that whether that be, you know, uh, multifamily, it might be single family rentals, it might be self storage, office, neighborhood retail shopping centers. There's a thesis around every single one of those. So then you got to choose that product type, create a business plan based on those opportunities. And so our business plans uh, typically are value add. And inside of value add, you have light, medium, and heavy. And that's depending on the operational efficiencies that you can drive or through cosmetic upgrades. And then lastly, you got to back those statements up with data. And so, uh, you know, you need to have good data, like we mentioned with, with CoStar and Yardi, that actually back up these theses that uh, can stand the test of time. And multifamily, self-storage, mobile home parks, uh, and industrial have been the breadwinners for the last 12 to 15 months. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think all those things are really important. And other things you mentioned, I just threw up on the screen. When you look at these things, are, 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 there's five essentially parts of it. Um, alternate, uh, excuse me, alternative assets, real estate, multifamily, viable markets, and ideal assets. Yes. Kind of take us through those just briefly um, before we get into our kind of problems facing investors today. So I think the main point here, Jason, is to realize, you know, there are private investments that are not correlated to uh, the traditional equities market. So alternative assets, real estate, whether that be multifamily or one of the other asset classes that we mentioned, uh, the viable markets like Kansas City and the ideal asset, those are all uh, around not having correlation to a Robin Hood, to Wall Street. And so you want to be able to invest for alpha and not for beta, right? And so when you invest for alpha, you don't have correlation to the market swings. And the main reason behind that is, one, they're private, so you have to know somebody to get into those deals. Two, there are some limitations for people that uh, can invest in those. And there's typically high minimum investments in those. And then three, um, you know, frankly, it's all around uh, the ability to uh, understand these these uh, these investments as well. So um, and they're illiquid. Right. I mean, you can't just sell off a 150 unit apartment complex in one day. You know, that's going to take some time. It's going to take a lot of time. You, you can't just get on your app and sell something like that. So you don't see these big market swings in regards to to the asset classes as well. So I think that's the point I wanted to make with uh, the funnel and the other alternative assets that people should be thinking about. Very interesting stuff. Logan Freeman from FTW Investments, website ftwinvestmentsllc.com backslash grill nation. You know, everyone's got a lot of stuff going on in their daily lives. They really want to start taking control of their investments. What are the three big problems facing investors today in, in your mind? These, this is very simple to understand. Just three things that yeah. you think are really facing investors today. You know, the first one that we've touched on a little bit is the lack of clarity. You know, there's so many confusing opportunities in the market. Some of those opportunities are great. Many are not. Uh, and worse yet, investors don't really have the time or expertise or ability to deep dive and sort through those opportunities to find the right one. And so what we're seeing is the fear of missing out playing out in the in the markets because uh, people really want to be involved. They love when people are talking about 
um, you know, different types of investments like this, and, and they're getting the big headlines. The second problem is high risk. And investors are facing a multitude of high risk from market risk to total confusion about the, the actual deal itself. Uh, there's risks with inflation. We're, talk, we're, we're hearing a lot of talks about inflation right now with interest rates, with taxes, with the overall economy, with the fundamentals of a stock or a business, uh, with the loss of opportunity when you choose not to in, invest in a strong performer but end up investing in a weak performer. And that list goes on and on. And the last one, Jason, the third problem is low returns. Now, some people might say that low returns are almost expected, like a necessary evil in investing. We see CDs boasting 1% returns. We see funds bragging about 6% returns. And it's gotten so bad that anything higher than that is viewed with skepticism. And look, I think that you should be skeptical of, of bold claims that aren't backed up by data. But a strong investment can yield higher returns with the right combination of factors. And that's what we're here to talk about today. Again, the solutions to these three problems of lack of clarity, high risk, and low returns is essentially clarity, manage risk, and strong returns. We'll get into that more after the break. Thanks for joining us today on the Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. Logan Freeman, FTW Investments, is our guest today. Great collaborator with the Grill Nation show. Thanks for listening today. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill. Our website is grillnationshow.com. You can find all of our shows, all of our podcasts, all of our uh, guest information on the website at grillnationshow.com. I am your host, Jason Grill. Again, thanks for joining us today on the radio, on podcasts, on live stream, or on our website. Today, we're joined by Logan Freeman from FTW Investments. Uh, FTWinvestmentsllc.com backslash Grill Nation. You can go there and get a free passive investors guide. I urge you to check it out. It's a uh, it's a great website, uh, and they they have really a lot of really good beneficial information. Again, Logan Freeman, co-founder and principal of FTW Investments. Logan, just give us a quick uh, elevator pitch again on kind of what your business does. I know you guys are growing, but I'd love to uh, to hear a little bit more as we enter our third segment of the show today. You know, everybody has has heard the the guy that has has had the horror story around uh, owning an investment property and being the landlord and getting the call on Christmas Eve at two in the morning that the pipes have busted. And, you know, I think a lot of people have gotten a bad taste in their mouth uh, when it comes to investing in real estate. But it turns out that uh, you do not have to manage toilets, tenants and trash. You can get exposure uh, to professional private equity opportunities and get exposure to those uh, real estate portfolio diversification that we're talking about without having to do that through a syndication model that we provide uh, investors. So uh, just bringing an institutional quality investment to the masses is our goal and building that generational and legacy wealth. Yeah. And you guys, again, on your website, if you sign up on your email list, you get uh, e- emails all the time about a venture yep. having and some of these properties potentially that people could potentially become investors in. Uh, yeah. It's pretty cool stuff. FTWinvestmentsllc.com. We just kind of went through kind of three of the big problems on our last segments facing investors today. Lack of clarity, high risk, low returns. Some of the solutions to those problems, clarity, manager, strong returns. In this segment, I want to take us to 
a really cool list you put together uh, in a presentation, but essentially the 10 critical investment growth factors that transform a struggling portfolio into a successful one. Let's start to go through those for us. Um, I will bring the first five up on the screen here in a second, but again, we're talking about the 10 critical investment growth factors that transform a struggling portfolio into a successful one. You know, I think that it's important to understand to get better results, you have to ask better questions. And it's not really a question of if commercial real estate should be a part of your portfolio. And I think people are are coming to realize that it's how much should be allocated to that. What we did here with the 10 critical investment growth factors is said, you know, what are the 10 things that people need to be looking at from any investment standpoint? Not just commercial real estate, but when you look at investing your hard-earned dollars, what are the 10 things that you should be thinking about to try to build a portfolio that can stand the test of time? And uh, you know what we did, and, and I'll just I'll just mention this: the ideal asset. I, and I joked about this on previous episodes that we've done together. Uh, that I've had so many concussions, I have to use an acronym for just about everything. But the ideal investment is this: it's one that can produce income and has depreciation. You have equity buildup, you have appreciation, and you can use leverage. And I think that when we thought think through. Uh, what a portfolio should look like, what investors are trying to accomplish. We try to understand that someone is trying to, you know, where they're trying to go, where they are right now in their personal finance journey. And for example, you know, somebody might be a little bit older and they might be looking for shorter, shorter hold periods and lower risk versus a, a, you know, a younger investor that's looking to multiply that money over time because they've got 40 years left uh, to think about retirement. And so it's important to rank these 10 critical investment growth factors uh, that, you know, really, uh, or is a specific for each investor. And, and I'd like for you to, ju- you know, we could jump into to five of these here, uh, right here, just the, the ones that we can start with. But in no order uh, are these of importance. Again, it, it really uh, depends on your personal scenario and kind of what you're trying to accomplish. And, and we have investors that are 65, 75, and we have investors who are 25, and they both have different goals. Uh, but commercial real estate can help you kind of get to those goals. Well, let's start with uh, number one, and there's our no in order again for uh, per, per importance, as Logan said. But ex- just take us through the first five. Yeah, so exclusivity is the the first one that we talk about, and you know I think that uh, exclusivity is very important because if if everyone is is has the same access to the same investment opportunities. Um, that that might not be the best kind of route to take. And so these private investments are exclusive in the sense that you have to know someone uh, to be able to get into these types of deals, especially if you're trying to invest uh, maybe locally in in your area. And so with them being exclusive, uh, the return profiles are usually different than things that are marketed uh, to the masses. Uh, Yes, you can get into a real estate investment trust that will allow you to have real estate exposure in your portfolio. But at the end of the day, a REIT is still subject to the market swings of the traditional equity markets. The second point being expert analysis and data validation. You know, uh, one of my business partners who will join uh, the one of these calls here pretty soon is a financial savant. And, uh, you know, you can look at an Excel document and it really throws people for a loop sometimes. He builds them from scratch uh, and can do calculus in his head. So, uh, you really have to understand the analysis from a financial standpoint, be able to understand internal rate of return and net present value of cash flows, and, and then you know obviously make a good decision based on the intrinsic value of that investment opportunity. So data validation from experience and from financial background is very, is very important. 
And you want to have somebody that has a step-by-step business plan. So when you purchase an asset, what is going to be happening 30 days out, 60 days out, 90 days out? How long are you holding the, the investment for? When do you think you can refinance or sell the asset for a gain? Uh, and so having that step-by-step business plan laid out very clearly from the get-go is important, but also having the team that can actually implement that business plan is even more important. The, the fourth one, proven strategies. You've heard us talk a lot about standing on the shoulders of giants. We are not doing anything necessarily new here. Real estate investing has been a lo- around for a long time, and it's made a lot of people uh, very wealthy and, and created uh, financial freedom for a lot of people. And so these are proven strategies that have stood up in all of recessions uh, previous. And then diversification. So in commercial real estate, you can not only diversify geographically, you can diversify in the asset class and the business plan that you want to invest in. So, uh, for example, like I mentioned, if we go back to our example of the older gentleman who is looking for lower risk and maybe just cash flow, but not high appreciation and trying to double his money or over five years, you might go into something that's called a core asset, one that has a long-term lease on it, like a Walgreens that has a triple net lease in it uh, that's just going to provide cash flow. It's probably not very risky. Now, if you're younger in your investing career and you want to make your dollars go farther, you might get into a value add uh, scenario where you can actually force the appreciation through an operational efficiency or a cosmetic upgrade. And that allows you to diversify, not along, not only just from a geographic standpoint, uh, but in, inside of commercial real estate, there's multiple layers that you can diversify in. So those are the first five uh, that I want to cover and, and happy to talk through any of those with you. Let's do that. We got we got another five to go. The critical 10 critical investment growth factors. We're doing this on this segment because it's very important. There's so many of them and they're so beneficial. So let's go through the second five. Um, again, in no order, I'm going to pull those up on the screen for those watching as well. So take it away, Logan. All right. So inflation is the hot topic right now, and everybody is watching inflation. I've been listening to some of the, the brightest minds in relation to uh, the economists out there, and I can pull up five or six books right here of principles of micro and macroeconomics and, and different books by Howard Marks and Charlie Munger. But at the end of the day, when you think about inflation and how to hedge against that, uh, you need to find a value or so you need to find an asset that has intrinsic value, which means it is it is not subject to something, uh, some price that somebody else is willing to pay. It actually is paying you dividends on a regular basis. It's the cash flowing qualities of that asset. And if you think about inflation, what inflation is, is rising prices. Well, you want to be in a business that allows you to pass rising prices onto your customers. And in the commercial real estate standpoint, that is our residents that live in our buildings and our businesses that lease out the units from us uh, to operate their businesses. And if you're able to put long-term debt on an asset, say five, 10 years, you're able to use today's dollars at a low interest rate where the interest rate might be higher three years from now. Inflation might be higher three years from now, but you locked in at today's rate, which allow your dollars to go a little bit farther. So inflation hedge is so important. Uh, to be thinking about because if you have $100,000 today, it's not going to be worth the same in 10 years. Expertly managed assets. Look, I think the, the point being here is we all have the same uh, horses that we're riding. Let's let's do another sports uh, metaphor or analogy here um, or example, so to speak. And if you're a, a jockey, you know, you, you're all on the same horse. Our horse in this scenario is commercial real estate. The jockey is what makes the deal really work and it has to be expertly managed you have to have asset management that understands the macroeconomic climate and what to do to drive the, the growth of the NOI for the property. But you also need good property managers that are going to take care of the building. You're going to plan for future CapEx needs and things like that. 
tax benefits. We have investors that invest with us in tax benefits are number one. So in, you know, in commercial real estate, you're allowed to do what's called a cost segregation study. Uh, and so cost segregation allows us to, to use bonus depreciation and pass through those losses to our investors. And so these are paper losses that allow us to uh, basically uh, depreciate the asset faster um, and, and pass those losses off to our investors, which is huge for a lot of folks that are uh, looking for tax uh, you know, consequences and, and trying to limit that uh, in, their, in their portfolio strategy. So commercial real estate, one of the best, I think, investment vehicles in regards to tax benefits. Income producing assets, you have to buy for cash flow, meaning you know, what, what you're buying the asset for and your debt services, there needs to be a strong delta between those two. So it actually provides cash flow. And, uh, you know, when we talked about micro investing, this is why so many folks outside of the Midwest are flowing dollars here because these are the assets that are still cash flowing in, in appreciating markets. And then equity appreciation. If you look at uh, the long term, you know, um, value of real estate, it's gone up over time. And there's a lot of reasons for that. We like forced appreciation, but there is the benefit of just holding real estate and watching it increase in value over time. So again, if you utilize debt and you finance the properties right, you manage them right, uh, they are going to appreciate over a long period of time, which is an added bonus for uh, these types of investments. I want to pick up right there. We'll go through those 10 again here after the break with Logan Freeman from FTW Investments. We'll be right back with more of the Grill Nation show. Hello, welcome back to our final segment of today's Grill Nation show with Jason Grill. Final segment of today's show with Logan Freeman, FTW Investments, ftwinvestmentsllc.com backslash Grill Nation. Great passive investor guide you can check out at that website. Again, ftwinvestmentsllc.com backslash Grill Nation. I want to recap uh, what we finished with in our last segment. Again, the 10 critical investment growth factors. To, to lead to a successful portfolio. Again, they were exclusivity, expert analysis and data validation, step-by-step -step business plan, proven strategies, diversification, inflation hedge, expertly managed assets, tax benefits, income producing assets, and equity appreciation. Logan did a great job of, of going through those very quickly. You can find out more information again about that at ftwinvestmentsllc.com. One of the things you talk about a lot is about timing. Is it truly real? And is it true that everything really does start with timing in the investment uh, world? It is. And here's what I'll say about this is we base our decisions on where we are in the cycle of businesses. But knowing where we are does not tell us what's going to happen tomorrow, because from any point in the cycle, the market can go up, down or flat. And so knowing where a business is in the market cycle uh, doesn't tell you whether you know it's going to go up or down, but it does tell you whether it's overvalued or undervalued by that market. So bear in mind that that the fact that a business is underpriced, and I I mean a business when I think about real estate, I think about a business. It does not mean it's going to go up in price tomorrow. But what that doesn't mean is you shouldn't invest, since eventually prices will reconcile with the economic fundamentals. And again, that's from Howard Marks, uh, one of the the guys that we study on a regular basis. You know, there's an old saying. I think it's a Chinese proverb that says. You know, the best time to plant a tree uh, was 10 years ago. The second best time is today. And so whenever I call my uh, financial advisor up over at Creative Planning and I say, hey, 
you know, when should I get in the market? He says, you know, the same thing Howard says, I do not answer questions that begin with the, the word when, you know, it's just not the right, the right thing to be thinking about. So timing is very important to understand. And what I will say about timing, the last part, I think, is, you know, where we are right now gives the opportunity for people to lock in great debt. And you have to also think through compared to what. So that's a model that we're always thinking about is what what is what is this that I can compare to? What are my other options that I have to invest in? Well, you've got bonds, you've got stocks, you've got gold, you've got cryptocurrency. And you have to make a conclusion based on your own synthesis where you should invest your dollars in. But from a timing standpoint, commercial real estate has done well over the last uh, you know, 20 years. And I think it's a great time to to be invested in a tangible asset and to get started thinking about alternatives than just the, the stock market. When you, uh, you mentioned a lot of different potential alternatives um, there. When you meet a new client or a new person who you engage with, do you ask them what they're investing in currently? And why do you ask that question if you do ask it? I do ask. I ask a lot because, you know, frankly, I want to understand what their experience levels are with an alternative asset. And I also want to see where their portfolio is heavily invested in. Most of the time, you will hear that, hey, I'm just invested in index funds. And uh, that's where the bulk of my holdings are. And I'm really thinking about trying to diversify outside of that. And so understanding where the starting point is is so important because I also have investors who have been investing in commercial real estate for 15, 25 years, longer than I have been. And so if I understand where they're coming from, that might be able to help point the conversation in a more productive uh, direction than, than if I just start, you know, talking about why commercial real estate is great. So I always want to understand where they're coming from, what their experience levels are, and uh, either need to create a talk track that's a little less, uh, you know, uh, high level and a little more uh, elementary. And that, that always seems to be a, a good starting point for these conversations. Very helpful. I love that you do that deep dive with, uh, with people you engage with. It's, uh, it, it just, I feel like you're such a personable per- guy that's such needed in this world that you live in because I know it's all about relationships and anything you do, but I feel like in this industry, it's even more so about them. Yes, it is. And you also need to, to, you know, put together a, a model for yourself on how you feel comfortable uh, with the people that you're working on uh, investing in. Because at the end of the day, we mentioned this, but having expertly managed assets and people that you have values aligned with is so important. So if somebody is just trying to, you know, educate you or not even educate, but more or less pour onto you uh, what they want you to invest in. That's not a good approach. I, I've, I, was, I heard this the other day. If you ask for money, you will get advice. But if you ask for advice, you end up getting money. And I think that's a great way to think about this. I never ask for money. I'm always educating, trying to understand why commercial real estate is the best asset class that I think, in my opinion, and then sharing that opinion, but being open to hearing other people's perspectives. Okay. So that was, if you ask for money, you get advice. If you ask for advice, you get money. That's okay. exactly right. Yep. I'm have to work that into my vocabulary. Okay, so who can invest? Is there a guarantee and how do people get started? Yeah, you know, um, there's a few ways to think about this. And um, we, we kind of accommodate for a multitude of, of ways to invest with FTW Investments. Uh, with being real estate brokers and, and transacting over $200 million of real estate the last couple of years, we have a lot of what I'll call 1031 exchange opportunities, meaning if you're selling an asset and you want to exchange that asset into a passive investment, we can accommodate that in what's called a tenancy in common structure. More uh, robust, I think, and what is available for more folks is uh, our syndication model, which allows people, uh, if they have a pre-existing relationship with our firm, 
uh, to invest if they are not accredited investors. If you uh, do not have a relationship with us, we need to build that. Or if you are an accredited investor laid out by the SEC, uh, then you can invest these types of opportunities. There is no guarantee in real estate. And so some people think that may be risky, right? But there is no guarantee on the stock market either. I will tell you that. And uh, being able to send a tweet and send your portfolio 30% up or down doesn't seem like a, a great plan for me. So there is no guarantee per se. Our investors are limited to the uh, liability that they have invested dollars into the project. They do not sign on the debt, so they have no exposure outside of their initial investment. How do people get started? Well, we've got a great link here, ftwinvestmentsllc.com slash grill nation. Uh, and that's a great way to reach out, get started, get that passive investing guide and find some time for us to chat. ftwinvestmentsllc.com backslash grill nation. Again, please check it out. I'll tweet about it. I'll share it as well. Um, about a minute left. Uh, I had a bunch of other questions lined up for you, but I, I kind of want to ask you a fun one here. I don't know if I've ever asked you this one. Logan Freeman, if you could change places for one year with anyone, who would it be and why? I would have to say Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. I mean, I just think he lives a really fun, unique life, has exposure to a lot of different things, and uh, his mentality is one that I subscribe to. So I would say Dwayne Johnson. I love that one. And I have time for one other quick one. You always read a lot. You get a lot of advice. Any good advice you've received over the last few months you want to share? I know you've, you've shared with us your best advice of all time on a previous show. What about the last few months? You're living and learning all the time, my friend. Yeah, I, I think that the best advice that I've received is, um, you know, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll say it this way. You're trying to time the market is a losing proposition. And when you, when you think about investing, you want to try to stand on the shoulders of giants and, and use proven strategies. And uh, as I continue to uh, read and listen to more macroeconomics and uh, these folks out there, uh, I wrote an article about this on our website. If economists are so smart and they can tell the future, then why are most economists working for uh, you know businesses? And why are they working for uh, the Federal Reserve? If they had a crystal ball, they would go time the market themselves and make oodles and boodles of money. So macro forecasts are good from an understanding standpoint, but we do not base decisions based on that. And we do not try to time the market. We try to make great investment decisions based on where we are now and where we see the value to go. That, I think that's the, the overarching theme. Well said. Logan Freeman, ftwinvestmentsllc.com backslash Grill Nation. He is a co-founder and principal. They help investors build generational wealth and passive income to leave a legacy. Again, their website is ftwinvestmentsllc.com backslash grill nation. You can go there and get some passive investor guides, tons of strategies, tons of information. Get on their email list because they put out some really good information about investments and uh, ways to create a more successful portfolio. And hopefully at some point, pay for your kid's college or, uh, or go on a vacation or two or, you know, retire, you know, at an early age. So, Logan, thank you so much for collaborating with the show. And obviously, thank you for so much for sharing just a great amount of knowledge today. And I uh, really appreciate joining us. Thanks for having me on once again, Jason. Thank you so much. And thanks to the listeners for joining us. We will see you again next week. Take care and have a great day. 